following podcast is brought to you by Robots vs. Dinosaurs. Disclaimer, this podcast is about to spoil several movies from 6 to 20 years old. Lou, read off the list. Today, Robots vs. Dinosaurs will be spoiling for you, the list. Star Wars Holiday Special, Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodigious Bride to American Regime for Make Benefit, Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, Hawkeye, Werewolf by Night, The Breakup, Santa Conquers the Martians, A Nightmare Before Christmas, X-Men First Class, GoBots, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Footloose. Hello and welcome to Robots vs. Dinosaurs, the podcast where we watch a movie or an MCU special presentation and then try to determine which one is cooler, Robots, Dinosaurs, or Sandy Claws. I'm your host, Luigi, and with me as always is my co-host, Ryan... T, the T stands for Trouble Lawler. <laughs> yeah, here I am, Trouble Lawler, baby, ready to go. <laughs> I should have said the T stands for Tinsel. What's a Christmas thing that starts with T? Uh, tinsel's good. Uh, town of Who's. Town of know. Who's, there it is. Ryan, <laughs> Town of Who's, the Lawler. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we, um, yeah, so so this is that podcast. Welcome. We haven't recorded yes. it. <laughs> We're a little rusty, but um, we'll do it. Yeah, so this is the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that was released on Disney Plus. Um, yeah. I don't know why they didn't just go ahead and call it the Christmas special. Uh, they're you know they're yeah. trying to be like cover all their bases, but it, it it's about but, Christmas. But it's it's. Definitely just Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see many other holidays sprinkled in here, but, you know. None hey, at all. Nice try, None at, they know? don't even, I don't think they acknowledge the other holidays. Not no. that that's a problem. It's just like, it's just funny to me that they like. Yeah. You know, I mean, had, just had go all, all out. Yeah. Just call it the Christmas special. Was the, uh, the Star Wars, was that called, that was called the Christmas special or was it called a holiday special? A holiday just, special. Because it's Life Day, actually, Ryan, uh, in Star Wars, <laughs> not not Christmas. Okay, <laughs> silly me. <laughs> um, so the Guardians of the Gal- Galaxy holiday special. This was it's it's like a forty five minute runtime, right? It's like yeah. not quite an hour. Um, same about same length as Werewolf by Night, right? Kind of the same yeah. kind of presentation where you know the same no thing. theatrical it's- release, just yeah. It's very comparable to like an hour long TV show episode, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, but with a much, much higher production budget, um, yes. which I found some of the special effects on this, like better than some of the recent like movies and stuff. Like, oh yeah. I, I like, like special effects were really good. Mm. I was like 45 minutes special and, and it's awesome. Yeah, um, I, my favorite of the Guardians, Rocket Raccoon, took a little bit of a backseat. Uh, he, and, did. he did. And, like, they introduced, they introduced Cosmo, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, um, Cosmo's awesome. But of, and, of course, like, CG is super expensive. So I understand why they weren't, well, Rocket, yeah. you know, wasn't in most of it. Also, Groot was just a dude in a suit. <laughs> and I, I think that's an improvement in a lot of ways. I think so too. It's kind of almost similar looking to like Man Thing in the yep. the the like that's like it looks real with like CGI touch ups or something like you know. He which, looked like a Power Rangers villain, and I mean that as a compliment. It was yeah. wonderful. 
<laughs> it was great though. It's like it all worked perfectly with like how this was supposed to be, which yeah. I just it was great. <laughs> there was, I will say, there was like the only moments that I noticed the seams of the CGI was like when uh Drax and Mantis are in Kevin Bacon's house and they're like jumping after him, clinging to walls. Yeah. And there's something kind of herky jerky about it, but it was also it also made it more terrifying. Yeah. I thought it was almost creep like the way Mantis like creeped on the walls and stuff was almost had that horror movie vibe. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know like how to explain it, but that you know, like the, the creatures like jump and move real quick. It's like jumpy camera almost kind of, but yeah, I thought it was cool because you never really actually even saw Mantis do, do much before. So yeah, and like in a fight. Cool to, yeah, like, it was kind of cool to see her do some things. You know. Yep. Um, <laughs> and and her and Drax, their dynamic is just perfect. I thought I thought it was like a great matchup. They were the the right mm-hmm. two people to to have this thing focus on. Um, yeah, absolutely. And give them a shot at being the main characters, you know, because yeah. they're, they're pushed into the background a lot. Like Drax is, Drax is great, but he's always in the background, like kind of one-liners being funny. I like, I like to see these guys taken out sideline, the ones you've seen all the time and give them their shot. It was cool because they were great together. Chemistry with the actors was good. The, the characters, personalities work great together. I loved it. Mm. So this was uh, directed by James Gunn, who has directed all of the Guardians movies so far and uh, just done a wonderful job. I'm glad that they didn't, you know, like he wasn't too busy or that they didn't just like go with somebody else. Like, I'm really glad that he he loves this uh, universe so much and these care his part of it so much that he's really into it. Yeah, we're always willing to be in the driver's seat for that. I heard um, that, um, hmm. just to throw in a little, I like to throw in little facts every here and that because I read a lot about this stuff. But uh, apparently when he was filming Guardians 3, they would do like four days on to the week filming Guardians 3 and then they'd have a day a week where they'd do the Christmas special because cool. they used the same sets and, and stuff like that, which saved money as well. To do it concurrently with Guardians 3 was, it was a smart booth. That makes a lot of sense. This could be something that like, you know, you would you would see like a... a, a half the length version of as like a dvd extra you know like yes. if, for like guardians 3 <laughs> absolutely um, cuz that's not an unusual thing that's not a like like a uh never been done thing where you know a studio will be like oh we've got the set set up we've got the cameras yeah. we've got the actors let's just film like a little extra thing um yeah absolutely but it's cool that it's like an official release um well, I guess we'll talk about how much it actually adds to the MCU itself, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but it, I thought it was great. I like overall, we're going to talk about all the reasons why, but overall, I'm just going to say like eight out of 10, maybe even nine out of 10. Yeah. I, I would say right. Eight. Yeah, I was eight and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right in that same zone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some of the stars in this, we got uh, everybody you would expect, almost everybody you would expect. We got Chris Pratt, uh, Bradley Cooper, Palm Clementine, uh, Dave Batista, of course, um, mm-hmm. Vin Diesel, the voice of, uh, oh, yeah. we got Karen Gillan, we got Michael Rooker, uh, we got Sean Gunn, Ryan, who, who's missing from this list? Uh, Bradley Cooper. Oh, no, I said Bradley Cooper. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, you're missing the uh, Maria Bakalova for Cosmo. Oh, God, yeah, Maria Bakalova, absolutely. Um, let me let me go back through this list in a different way. We got Star-Lord. Uh, we got yeah. Rocket Raccoon. We got mm. Drax. We got Mantis. Um, we got Groot. We got Nebula. Oh, I see what you're... 
<laughs> right? We got Craglin, Gamora. <laughs> Why is Gamora, Ryan? Why is Where Gamora? Where is she? Why is she's, Gamora? Why? Because yeah, she's gone. Why, why is Gamora? <laughs> she gone. Yeah. When well, is she, Gamora? About 2014, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she she uh, at the end of what Endgame, they snapped everybody away, and we never really found out exactly what happened to Gamora. But yeah, I think she, they mentioned that she's like with the Ravagers or something. That would make sense. Like, yeah, I get that. I get why she was like not interested in, in being one of the guardians because yeah. it's it's it's, like, it's literally a different Gamora or different yeah, timeline yeah. Gamora. Um, it's same Gamora, but before all of her character development to become who she was. So basically, all these people are strangers to her. Like, who the, but I think they did hint that she was still alive though, because at the end of uh, Endgame, you know. Like Peter's look, he's looking through the computer for her and he's got a picture of Gamora up. So, well, you know, she's out there. She's out there. Oh, well, she's definitely, I mean, the, the past Gamora is definitely still alive. Like that's yeah, not, yeah. yeah, that, okay. I thought you meant like the Gamora that Thanos killed. Oh no, alive. that, oh no, she did. No. Yeah. <laughs> that soul stone, um, that, that soul stone is not forgiving. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think we're, we're going to see a uh, black widow at some point in the future again, but the, you know, that's not, that's not this podcast, but you think it's actually going to be black widow or a variant black. Um, cause you know, you, with, with the multiverse, yeah. anyone's up for, there's so back. many ways that comic books can, can do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, we've seen it in, in multiverse of madness and yeah, it could also just, it could be like what I think they're eventually going to do with iron heart. Not that this is the black Panther or the iron podcast but what i think they're eventually going to do is um iron heart in the comics has like a tony stark uh hologram sort of like the ai in her suit yeah like the jarvis is is tony stark i think that they could bring at least the voice and likeness of robert downey jr back in some way with that character um i totally think they're gonna do that yeah but like, they'll give it a little time like but it's gonna happen yeah but gamora gamora is like we want Gamora. I want to see what Gamora's up to in Guardians 3. I really didn't expect to see her in this. Like, give her, you know, give her space. Yeah. Let her yeah. figure her things out. She's, you know, she's on a journey. But um, but yeah. I do want to see her in Guardians 3. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, she's definitely But at this, like, also this, you got to keep this this holiday special kind of light and not yeah. full of, lot. Of, you know, I mean, something like that you got to save for the movie because... You don't want to blow that on a Disney Plus holiday special. <laughs> I was going to say the best version of it they could have done in this would be like the the gift at the end is Gamora rejoins the team. But yeah, there's right. it, it it's going to require more uh, explanation, more um, Gamora kind of like we're seeing what led her to yeah. coming back. That exactly. Then they could do in so. this little fun forty five minute romp. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of this fun little 45-minute round, it starts with um, James Gunn is really great at picking music and, and scoring things. So it starts with the Pogues, Fairy Tale of New York, and mm -hmm. brings us right into this animated sequence of uh, Peter yeah. Quill trying to introduce Christmas to Yondu and Kraglin and Yondu's crew. Yeah, Yondu ain't having it either. He's mm -hmm. he's coming in, throwing that tree around. He's like, no. He says, he's I, up here in space. I you hate Christmas. <laughs> they also use that cool like rotoscope, rotoscope style of animation mm -hmm. where it's like 
the actors actually were on set and then they animate over the movement. So it kind of has that real motion look, Mm -hmm. which is cool. Gave it a really cool, like, uh, like almost like classic eighties, like special vibe or something. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever seen the star Wars holiday special? No, I've only seen like clips and stuff. There I've are. Heard it's like really bad. It I is. Mean, is. It's that? atrocious. It's. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it has a hand. It has a handful of animated sequences though that use like very look very very visually the same as the style of animation. Yeah. Um, there's like a a Boba Fett sequence where it's like the actual introduction of the character. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of it's. I'm not going to get into that. But it's anyway, the animation. The first, <laughs> it's actually the first time you see Boba Fett. Uh-huh, 100%. That's crazy. Uh, and he and he's riding a dinosaur, and it's kind of cool. He what? He's riding a giant dinosaur. I've seen that clip. Yeah. <laughs> I've totally seen that clip. <laughs> um, but you know that I, I don't watch uh, trailers. I try to avoid, like, promo materials. I had a moment of panic when this happened because I was like, oh, is this whole thing uh, animated? Not that that would have been the worst thing in the world, but I wanted a live action Guardians yeah. holiday special. I didn't I didn't want it to be animated. So I love that it was only like the beginning and the end. Um, yeah, it was uh, perfect little homage to the style and the end stuff. But yeah, you don't yeah. want the whole thing to be that way. Luckily, also, I do I, watch trailers and I know that it was not animated. <laughs> yeah, also, it, it's a lot less expensive to pay Michael Rooker to come spend a few hours in a, in a uh, voiceover booth. Yep. Than to put him in the full blue with the, the fin on his head, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but it, it worked. It, re- it really did work. It, it made it feel nostalgic. It made it feel like those old uh, TV yeah. holiday specials. So um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was nice. And then Cra- it, it's it, we zoom out, it's Craglin telling this story. Mm-hmm. And uh, Craglin says, um, uh, that's how Yondu ruined Christmas forever. Uh, and that's, cool. that's how it sets up this movie. Um, Ryan, can you are you're pretty well versed in the MCU. Give me like give me like a back history on Craglin. Well, Craglin is a Ravager who worked with uh, you know Yandu. He was mm-hmm. uh, his, I think his first mate, and you know he kind of always treated him like shit. And you know as you can see when he's talking to Peter in the little animated uh, animated thang. And um, he's also played by Sean Gunn, which is James Gunn's brother, mm-hmm. which is also a very nice little important piece. And um, basically, when Yandu died, he got his uh, his little his sail, mm-hmm. so he can control his and whistle his whistle arrow, which is awesome. And um, he has yet to learn how to use it. You see a little post credit scene where he's like trying it out, and it's like floating, and he still doesn't know how to use it in the special. But mm-hmm. I have this feeling, you know, in in Guardians three, you know, he's gonna come through. Like he's he's gonna come through with the save. He's gonna learn how to use it and have one of those cool scenes with the music and the arrow killing everyone, which James mm-hmm. Gunn has done once in each movie, which is one of my favorite scenes each time. Oh yeah, I love it. So yeah. that's a little bit about Craglin. I Craglin, I like this character every time I see him. But every time I'm like sitting down thinking of like, oh, who are the guard? Who's the roster of the Guardians? I never, he never springs yeah. to mind, uh, even though he's been in all of the Guardians movies. Um, and it's and it is Sean Gunn, and I think uh, Sean Gunn also does like the motion capture for um, 
uh, I think Rocket, right? Yeah, he plays the on-set stand-in for Rocket. Yeah. So, he'll, you know, he wears like, he's, there's that behind-the-scenes shot of, uh, of him and Drax filming a scene, and Drax is like petting his head. <laughs> and he's in a little green costume it's funny but yeah he, he does do that as well which is cool yeah i think um i think he's going to be a bigger part in part three i think he's going to get some mm-hmm. cool hero moments i think because he technically wasn't even a guardian until the end of the second one i think so he really was right. like a ravager the whole time and then right at the end he kind of helped out and came over to the guardian we haven't even seen a movie where he is a guardian yet I mean, the full That's Guardians true. movie, but he yeah, was a Guardian, Thor, Love and Thunder, you know. And oh, now Thor, Love and Thunder. That's the other place where he pops up. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's yep, nice, it's nice that they didn't just like forget about him, leave him behind or anything. Like I like the, I like the idea of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I like that it's, it's a, it's a, they just keep adding to their roster. Like they just yeah. keep picking up scra- stragglers and, and, <laughs> and they're just this ragtag yeah. crew. And like now they've now got heat. It no, started out as just, as just like Peter and Gamora and Rocket um, and Groot and Drax. And now it's like also Nebula, Mantis, Kraglin, uh, Cosmo, I guess. Cosmo, yeah. I think, yeah. And it's like the most the most like ragtag group of people. I mean, there's everything, you know, everything from a, a dog to a raccoon to a tree <laughs> to, to an alien that takes everything literally. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Thanos' daughter to it's just like all a robot like creature, half robot, cyborg. What's Nebula? Cyborg? Uh cyborg. I mean, it's like sure. a human who Thanos kept replacing her with like robot parts every time she'd lose a battle. So yeah. I don't know how robot she is at this point, but I think she's more robot than person, but yeah. yeah. You can see she has a brain though, because that scene in right. when Thanos pulls her apart, you can see her brain sitting in a little cradle in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so, all right. So then we get, uh, uh, so yeah, we're introduced to Cosmo. Let's talk about Cosmo for a second. Um, Cosmo is the best character the MCU has ever come up with. Uh, not the, sorry, not the MCU Marvel, because this has been a comic book character for years. Um, do you, do you know the, the, the basic backstory of Cosmo? I do know that she's based off the Russian space dog, Laika, who was released in space and (laughs) unfortunately died but i mean yeah i mean that's it but apparently in the marvel story she got like blasted with like cosmic rays and yeah. got powers of telekinesis and can talk through yeah, her, like at her thing or <laughs> happy ending for the an actual real life tragedy <laughs> yes. i bet like um, wish this is how it really went down but <laughs> yeah uh, but it's I like when I heard that it was uh, Maria Bakalova, I thought, oh, my God, perfect. Because uh, for those of you who don't recognize that name, uh, she was in Borat, too. Um, this is the Borat mm-hmm. sequel. Uh, and she's she's the best part of that movie. It's it's incredible. Yeah. She was absolutely great actress in that. Perfect. So it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Cosmo. Yes. Cosmo has powers of telekinesis. Um and is best friends with Rocket. And we have we don't see... Uh, do you think we're going to see, like, how did Cosmo actually join the Guardians? Do you think they're going to, like, go back in time a little bit um, in Guardians 3? Or do you think they're just going to be like, well, now here we are and we have a dog, too? I think we... I don't know. If they do go over, it's going to be brief. Because I think we kind of saw... Well, at the, I forget which... I get some of the endings mixed up on Guardians, but there's a scene where, like, 
the Cosmo is like released from the collect because we see Cosmo originally as a the collectors. You're right. The, you know, so I and now they're on nowhere. So probably when they just nowhere was destroyed, Cosmo escaped out of his cage and they were and you know, because now the Guardians bought nowhere from the collector, as you find out at the beginning. So they they own nowhere. So Cosmo may have already just been on nowhere. Wait, two things. One, uh, I, I forgot that we've seen Cosmo before. You're ab- now, as soon as you said it, you're absolutely right. He was, <laughs> yeah. he was like with Howard the Duck at the end of the movie, right? Like they showed, yeah, and Howard how, the Duck yeah, for a moment. She, well, she, but licks, you know, licks uh, the collector's face, and yeah, Howard, Howard the Duck's like, God, gross. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm that kind of person that like all dogs are like good boys, unless I know <laughs> no, it's. Like, trust I- yeah, and Cosmo is a, a male in the comics too, so it's yeah. Know, once we get used to it, we'll we'll be back. I don't mean but to misgender Cosmo on, on purpose. No. Um, <laughs> That's okay. But, uh, but the other thing, yeah, uh, I didn't wait. Run that by me again. The Guardians own nowhere. They bought nowhere. I missed yeah, that. R- like it's really glossed over quickly. But and you know, I had to watch breakdown to catch it myself. But yeah, at the beginning, Nebula is talking. I think it's Nebula. They're signing paperwork and stuff, and they they bought nowhere. You know, the head of Celestial. That's where all that takes place with the old 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 ninety sevens. What's the name of that band? The old They're great, by the way. But um, yeah, that's on nowhere, and they bought nowhere, so now they own nowhere. Oh, that's cool. So they have it like a yeah, piece. yeah, and, yeah. It's, they didn't get into detail of how they bought it exactly, but I'm sure we'll find out. Yeah. Also, the the fact that it's the head of a dead celestial, um, I bet that's gonna. I bet they're setting that up because that's gonna bite them in the ass. Like when the the those celestials from Eternals uh, come back or whatever, they're gonna be like looking for their their property or something. (laughs) They're gonna be like, oh, they're gonna track down the guardians because they they're in possession of this thing. Yeah. Or what I heard is they'll use the power of what's in that celestial head to get. Peter's powers powers back to help defeating the evil of the movie. Oh, okay. That's a trick. So it, may actually be, it may actually be good in the long run. It but may. I, you bring the Celestials into it. Now it could be bad too. If they <laughs> ever give Peter back his cosmic powers though, that's a trick they can really only pull once, right? Cause yeah, that's why it, maybe, maybe it could be the end for Peter, you know? Right. You either do that and he does something heroic and sacrifices himself or yeah. like you have to take away his powers again if you want to make like a Guardians four with Peter Quill, and that would yeah. that's just if you if you keep giving him the powers, taking away, giving the power. Yeah. Like, that's, I think it all comes down to if he's gonna be continuing on or if they're gonna kill him off. If they kill him off in one big hurrah and he gets powers to just defeat whoever the villain is and do it in some cool, you know, dramatic, awesome way, cool. But like yeah. you said, like again, you can't. They kind of already used the celestial power thing in the second one, mm-hmm. so you'd want to do it right. Because the third but, option is like you give him the powers again, and then he just ascends to being like a Captain Marvel kind of character, which yeah. then he can't really be with the Guardians anymore. It's not like yeah, you know, too much. Yeah. Um, well, we'll the, see. Thor was with the well. Thor, case in point, Thor was with the Guardians for a while with the literal powers of a god, and they showed how much imbalance that brought to the team, and how much he was outshining everybody, and that wasn't good for the team. So, yeah, I would have loved to seen a full movie with Thor and the Guardians. Like, 
I thought we were. I thought at least like they just skipped over. I would yep. love to have seen some of that. I thought we'd get yeah. more than five minutes. Of- <laughs> yeah, it was like just like what they were here, then they're gone. It's like damn, I wanted to see some like at least one battle, mm-hmm. like a good battle. Like that kind of was lame. Do I'd say think- that movie was a disappointment. Oh really? Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but it was. Ugh. Ultimately, as I've seen it a few times and think about it, I I don't hate it. I'll watch it, but it was a huge disappointment to me of what Thor Ragnarok was. Like it just, it just, it had funny bits, but like it didn't have the hard hitting. It was I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I hated it, but it was definitely on the lower tier of Phase Four movies for me. I can I can get behind that. I I feel very similar way about Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um. It, like you, you were mentioning, when we were talking last night. It would be better, like as a one-off. Just go see this Thor movie. It's cool. It's fun, and it's not really connected as much. And maybe it would have been a different thing, but you know. Yeah, know. it's we can litigate this another time. But it, I think it, I think <laughs> it absolutely well, undermines we so many movies. I, I the whole the whole entire the- Thanos buildup and like. But yeah, it's, um, but I, I didn't hate it either. Uh, do you think in general, do you think Chris Pratt is kind of taking a step back from the MCU? Like in general, is that what you're saying? We might, they might kill him off soon. It's it's possible. I don't, I, I, if you had me, if you had to have me guess, I don't think, I don't think they'll kill Star-Lord. I think Mm -hmm. that the guardians are going to be on a break for a while. And we may come back to see some of the ones that whoever survives Guardians 3 or moves on, we may see some kind of new group form or something. But I know James Gunn's gone. I mean, uh-huh. he's 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 the he's the CEO of DC Films now. So yeah. he's he's not gonna be making an MCU movie for a long time, if ever. Yeah. I do think I think that there's potential for a Guardians without Peter Quill. Um not 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 saying I desperately want that, but I think, like, because of the nature of the group and how it's a rotating cast, um, I think there's potential for them to continue if Chris Pratt decides oh, yeah. not to do it anymore. I think that they will. I just, I don't, I don't know if this is the one where he's out. Yeah. You know, Drax is clearly, Dave Bautista has clearly said he doesn't want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. He's, especially without James Gunn. So I think Drax is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if he dies or just, goes off into the sunset to live his life. I don't, I don't know, but you know, yeah. just logically, if Dave Bautista says he doesn't want to do it anymore, we kind of have to think they're going to do something. Yeah. Well, there's a huge roster of guardians from the comic books that they could always bring in. There's like yeah. uh, Angel, Nova. There's like a whole bunch of characters that haven't even been introduced in the movies at all yet um, mm-hmm. that they could always bring in. They're even one, they, yeah. they've also introduced characters in the movies that have like, that could also be like replaced, like uh, Spielberg or Spielberg, uh, Stallone, <laughs> Stallone's whole crew. Steven Spielberg. He's the new leader. Of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Spielberg's the guard. The <laughs> oh God. What were you going to, what were you going to say about Nova? Oh, I was just going to say Nova. I've heard is awesome. I don't know much about, but I'm excited actually to learn about Nova. Yeah. Nova's, just, you know, Nova's it just seems cool. cool. Yeah comic character I, 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 man i shouldn't i shouldn't be asking you this but um is there are, is nova in the trailer for guardians 3 okay. no but they're, <laughs> they're planning on making a nova special presentation i believe okay cool cool yeah 
<laughs> All right. So big diversion, but let's uh, let's go back to the plot of the holiday special. Um, the you mentioned the old ninety sevens are playing uh, this great great song. Um, I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. <laughs> yeah, and it's a great tune. Mm. It's awesome, and that band is great. I love that lead singer with this windmill thing. <laughs> I mean, about that scene is is fantastic. The mm-hmm. music is so good in this. Mm-hmm. Like at no point is it ch- like cheesy in a way where you're like, ugh. It all fits and is like perfectly good. It's great. It's just it's really good. They, <laughs> and that song is awesome. <laughs> they really know how to do a needle drop, and they do like three or four absolutely brilliant ones in just under forty two minutes. It's great. Yep. And like you said, the way James Gunn fits in a song and it almost fits the narrative, like how he's just so good at pick. I don't know how he knows so much about like, oh, this song would be good for like that takes like I feel like that takes a lot of talent to like mm. all the songs in the world and to think of the things to use. And he's so good at that and what like helps tell the story. And oh, it's fantastic. Did you yeah, know also a little tidbit? The old 97s were also in the movie The Breakup. With with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, I don't know if you, they they were going to go on a date and go see the old ninety sevens, and then Vince Vaughn never shows up. I don't okay. know if you remember. That. I yeah. don't, but uh, but yeah, I believe cool. you. <laughs> Directed by Peyton Reed too, by the way, director of the Ant Man movies. Oh, okay, very cool, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this is just a catchy tune. Um, was was this song written for this movie, or was it? Like one of their songs already, and it just happens to fit this this aesthetic. It was it was written for the movie, I believe. The old ninety sevens wrote the music, and James Gunn wrote the lyrics. Oh, it's so good. I don't know (laughs) what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. I love the song at the end too with Kevin Bacon. Mm. That's them again with Kevin Bacon. Good. Yeah, he's he's a pretty decent musician, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he has a band, I think. or, Mm -hmm. Or. you know, I've never really heard him, but he's been doing it forever, so he's got to know what's going on. Uh, oh, this is this is the other lyric I wrote down: "Ho, ho, 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 ho! Earthlings are so weird. I don't know what Christmas is. <laughs> yeah. Christmas time is here." Peter's like, "Thank you, kind of right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you explain Christmas to aliens, I just love the the like single take reaction shots of everybody in the crowd. When he's like telling, yeah. he's like talking about, because some of the things he's talking about are absolutely wild, but some of them are accurate and yeah. equally wild and they get the same <laughs> response from these aliens. They're like, what? Like some of them are just leaving. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear about this insane earth tradition. It is funny when it's broken down in that way. It's just, it's always great. <laughs> um, so then, <clears throat> excuse me. So then the movie moves into the plot of uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, um, or or also a uh, <laughs> yeah. Santa Conquers the Martians, um, which is a Isn't movie that that's movie? in this movie. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's watching it. Yeah. <laughs> so if both of those, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Santa uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, both of them have the same plot of this, where um, somebody needs to kidnap Santa Claus <laughs> in order to bring Christmas to a place that doesn't have Christmas. Yeah. Same idea, which is cool. Except Drax uh, is stupid and uh, doesn't think Santa Claus is the answer. He thinks Kevin Bacon is Kevin the answer. Bacon. But you know, hey, <laughs> it's from the heart. Because, man, it's all Peter talks about Kevin Bacon and Footloose and all that all the time. So, you know, I mm-hmm. get it. You know, you're not familiar with the fact that kidnapping's bad. 
And you're like, hey, who wants Kevin? Just go get him. I get it. Oh my god. I I'm kind of stupid too. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit this. When when Drax was like, we this is what we gotta do. We gotta get the one guy that he talks about all the time, the most powerful person on the planet. I'm like, oh yeah, it's the holiday special. They're talking about Santa Claus. Oh, that's gonna be funny. Drax is gonna go to the North Pole and kidnap Santa Claus. They even they cut to Kevin Bacon. And he's like putting, like getting <laughs> gifts out of the trunk. He's on the phone with his wife. Um, and I'm, and I, even then I'm like, huh, Kevin Bacon's in this. And it really, help like, it? it took a long time for me to connect the dots of like, oh my God, Footloose. Oh no, they're going <laughs> to yeah. kidnap Kevin Bacon. Yes, exactly. Oh, is Kevin God. Bacon on the team? <laughs> Thor is like. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I haven't been to Earth in a while. They mentioned <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> um, by the way, Kevin Bacon's wife, Kira Sedgwick. Um, yeah. And she, it actually is her voice in the movie. Yes, that's awesome. She came came in for a little cameo. I dig. Yeah. Now um, she can never be in the MC either. Tough. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you um, use all these actors. Now, eh, Sorry, can never be in the MCU now. No, that's I know. not. Well, what's her name was uh, the in in um, Captain Marvel. There was like one of the one of the women on her team. Yeah, and then she ended up being in the Eternals. Uh, yes, right. Yeah, Gemma um, Chan. I forget Gemma her Chan. name. The main character. Yeah. Yeah, Gemma Chan. Yep. And so they, they can do it. They can do whatever they want. And Kevin Bacon, if you're now you're looking at the multiverse, Kevin Bacon was the bad guy in first class X-Men. So now when, you know, you got all these timelines, hey, he could be in the Oh my gosh, I forgot MCU. he was an X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I wonder if they'll bring that up at some point. That'd be, that'd be like when the X-Men actually start coming into the MCU. Yeah, it would be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, all right. So there, look, there's not a lot of plot to this thing. So that's why we're kind of going no. on a lot of tangents. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I love tangents are great. You know? Yeah, that's, <laughs> but, uh, so that, yeah, they established that Drax and uh, his idiot friend Mantis are going to go to earth and kidnap Kevin Bacon. Um, I love that they, so they end up in LA and, <laughs> They're seeing all the people that do cosplay and like you take pictures with them for money and they're getting really mad because uh, Drax sees a GoBot and attacks and just says, sorry, GoBots killed his cousin. <laughs> they're so willy nilly with this stuff. <laughs> Go, so GoBots. <laughs> And then I love that, like, in, like, two clips later, he's beating the shit out of the gun. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good because yeah. the trans, like, obviously you would go with the Transformers, but yeah. it's GoBots are the lower budget version of it. Let's go with the cheap-ass fucking generic version. <laughs> and in both instances... The, the actual lore of the Transformers and the GoBots is that they're aliens, that they're from another planet. So the fact yeah. that the GoBots are officially part of the MCU <laughs> and some of them are evil or like, actually, maybe they're not evil. Maybe they are the good guys and Drax's cousin was the bad Drax. guy in that situation. Who knows? Yeah. But the fact that they Drax killed Drax's cousin. Who knows what he 
Oh my god. It's that that was the funniest joke in the whole <laughs> Sorry, Kobots killed his cousin. Um I I I think Palm Clementif. I I haven't really seen her in anything else. I think she is hysterical. I think the way she plays Mantis is so funny and yep. I like there's Oh my God! There's a um, there's a little moment in uh, Infinity. It's either in Infinity War, or I don't know. It's in a movie where that she's in in the MCU. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where they're all they're all in the ship and they're showing like a, a shot of them all in their like chairs. Uh, uh, Peter Quill's piloting, and Quill says something like "Time to get our game face on" or "Time to get our mean face on." And if <laughs> yeah. you look at Mantis, she's like, Ugh, like gritting her teeth. <laughs> it's just great uh because it's so great that like her and drax have kind of the same um the same joke where they everything that you say to them they take it literally but somehow in a different in a slightly different way that it's not repeated joke it's like yeah it's written super well that's why i think james gunn is is a really good writer Mm-hmm. He really can make things goofy and funny, but at the same time bring you in from the stupidity. Like, mm-hmm. it, like it's it's really good, and he does that so well with Mantis and Drax in this. And they're so the and like you said, Palm is so. I think she's all as funny as she is. I also got to see like her good her. She's good at good acting. She was good oh, yeah. in like even the drama parts and the part where like she's telling Quill that she's her you know his sister. Mm-hmm. Great scenes, just. All around, I, I I'm so glad that they gave her a sh- time to shine, and it's, I hope she has a bigger role in the next one. It's because she plays it so earnestly either way. Like whether it's um like the the dramatic moments, she plays them earnestly. Whether it's her being mm-hmm. stupid, she plays it yeah. earnestly. It's not like she's trying to make a joke or trying yeah. to get a laugh. Like there's when they're when they're flying. <laughs> <laughs> where he forgets to turn the cloaking on. He forgets to turn the cloaking on. I'm seeing you push the button right now in front of me. Um and they, they so and then like when they don't find him right away and she and uh she's getting frustrated and she says, There are tens of thousands of people on this planet and we could could find Kevin Bacon. It's such an underestimate. Excuse me. I, I literally, I rewound it because I was like, no, she, there's no way she got that wrong. She knows at least <laughs> enough about her to know that there's more than tens of thousands of people. Yeah. But no, that's what come she says. On. You, you just helped save the universe from Thanos' snap. You got to know there's <laughs> at least billions gone. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it uh, is. Oh, it's so, so funny. And there's just so many great, like, visual gags during that whole L.A. scene. Uh, Like, when she takes a shot and then she just immediately starts breathing smoke. (laughs) Yeah, she, like, she, like, licks it like a bug first, like. (laughs) (laughs) And then, then, like, dumps it in her mouth. Like, (sighs) that was awesome. It was just all good. (laughs) Oh God! And then it's, that dude comes up and asks Drax if he wants to dance. And uh-huh. He's like, "Dancing is for people who are pathetic." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh goodness! So good lines in this. That it was really, it was really fucking funny and enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> and then the uh, plot was thin. Like, just it was yeah. well it, written enough where it was so good. It was thin. It was as thick as it needed to be, though. Like, this, that's not at all <laughs> yeah. a criticism. It was exactly yeah. in the pocket. 
Like it, it's exact, exactly. It was supposed is what it was supposed to be. It mm-hmm. was it was perfectly done. It really was. Um, so <laughs> then there's this other great moment where so they're it's the poster. It's you know they're sitting outside the club. They're hungover uh, or drunk still, and yeah. and that's when that's when uh, Mantis is like, oh, there's tens of thousands of people. Wherever <laughs> um, and this this woman who sells maps to the stars. Is like, I know where Kevin Bacon lives. Um, And they rob her and they take her (laughs) (laughs) Though They so nonchalantly just break the law. Like, like it's no problem. I love it. (laughs) It's great. It's great because that's always been the MO of these people. Like, like Rocket, especially. Like, Rocket has absolutely (laughs) zero compunctions about that. He has no... It's not a moral problem for him in any way. Yeah, exactly. He just, it's just a way of life. If, <laughs> yes. If it doesn't affect him, he's good. whatever. Yeah. But it's just great. It's great. Um, and that and that comes back later when they steal like all of Kevin Bacon's uh, direct, uh, decorations, uh, the candy cane <laughs> and the man. They don't even know what these things are, but they just want yeah. them so badly. You think this is a man? <laughs> <laughs> it's a candy cane. <laughs> and then she asks somebody else later she's like i need your opinion on something <laughs> do you think this is a man? <laughs> it's not right <laughs> my friend is stupid yeah yeah my friend's being an idiot <laughs> oh gosh um, um so that yeah they get the map and that helps them find kevin bacon's house and then they go there and they try to like ask him on his intercom system like hey let us in we need to kidnap you come on um, and he's like, no, thanks. I'd rather not be kidnapped. Thank you, though. Yeah. Uh, and goes back yeah. to watching um, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Um, we the only reason I found that I'm sure I'm sure that like it's it's uh, in the credits somewhere. But um, I wrote down the line, Santa Claus, you will never return to Earth. Uh, and I had to <laughs> like type that into Google to find out that this is a real movie that he's watching uh, where yeah. Martians kidnap santa claus because their kids have become obsessed with earth television (laughs) but it's also uh ranked on some of the worst christmas movies ever made so you know (laughs) but sometimes the worst movies are the best movies (laughs) i'm looking it up because it has 2.6 2.6 out of 10 on (laughs) imdb.com Woo! I kind of want to watch this movie now it, because it's so like if it was rated like six, I wouldn't be interested, you know? Yeah, that, that's that line of it's almost good, but it's not. So it's bad. Mm-hmm. You just want full out bad. <laughs> yes. And like knowing that James Gunn has seen it enough to reference it means like it must be watchable. It must be like yeah. at least a fun, a fun watch. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, so K-Bakes is uh, watching this movie. And uh, uh, Drax, so yeah, Drax throws Mantis over the fence. She's like, do you think that you could maybe throw me? And he just picks her up and tosses her. Yeah, it's Uh, great. And then he he easily nonchalantly jumps over it. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm going to say that, like, later on we see Mantis bouncing around all over the place at heights equal to this fence. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, she literally was like scaling the walls later mm-hmm. when she the Kevin Bacon in that scene we talked about. And yep. then I just tied a 
you know, think, ah, well, Drax must have just grabbed her and tossed her over before she even had a chance to say anything. So, you know, just look at it like that. Also, everything that happens from this point forward, we can attribute to uh, two factors. One, they are both stupid. Two, yeah. they're both very <laughs> drunk. Yes, exactly. They're still ship-based. You have to understand that. <laughs> so they do a little bit of a B&E. Uh, they smash <laughs> through K-Bakes' wall and um, start chasing him from his house. He calls 911. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, this is the part where, like, Mantis is truly terrifying. I'm like, like, it's like a nightmare the way she's like clinging to walls, bouncing yeah. really far, like doing this <laughs> in, inhumanly impossible stuff. Um, I would absolutely be terrified if, if this thing was chasing me. She was like Reaper in Resident Evil. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they ch- they're chasing him down the street. There's that awesome shot of them, like, bou- again, clearing these fences that weren't any higher than, than his, but just bouncing after him. Um, yeah, and just could have jumped. <laughs> yep. And eventually the, the cops come around the corner and uh, Kevin Bacon thinks he's saved, but he doesn't know that these two are absolutely willing to fight the cops. <laughs> yeah. Like... I also kind of like would like nobody is aware of the fact that I mean I guess there were so many people in the battle in Endgame that you can't remember everybody who was there, but I would have thought at least in several of the world saving events he'd at least recognize that there was like a talking raccoon and shit in part of all this battle. No, I mean there is no video for them. I guess maybe not. Maybe you wouldn't know. But at the same time, you've seen a lot of shit now on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like. Some of this stuff maybe just wouldn't actually surprise me much anymore. But I guess also you don't know if they're bad guys, right? Yeah, were were Drax and, and Mantis in Wakanda at the end of Infinity War? Did they make it no, to they space with with Tony and they were on Titan with, with that. Titan? Yeah, Those, yeah, yes, okay. So yeah, then, but then but then in Endgame they come to Earth and everyone is on Earth at, at Tony at the base in upstate New York fighting yeah it's not like but, they had a news crew there though covering yeah, that's, it that's, you know like <laughs> I kind of came to, but I, I i don't know you think some of the main i guess they just left though right after so because they're aliens so they didn't stay on earth to like talk to the reporters and <laughs> yeah yeah it was really crazy out there man you know and like I guess. maybe rocket would want to talk to the reporters brag about what he did but like drax and mantis they i don't think they'd be interested in like fame yeah. on earth or this was only really the first time they'd been to earth right and walked around and like they came to earth in endgame but other than that they haven't even been to earth yeah they don't go to earth in in guardians do they ever no i don't think so yeah so yeah yeah um i guess some people wouldn't right i would i guess i guess the surprise level was right on par you're still gonna be like why are these people chasing me maybe they're villains so i gotta run who knows what power i'd be even more scared maybe because I know people yeah, well, powers cause, now. Because here's what you I'm know like, up to this point. New York got invaded by aliens from the came yeah. through a wormhole. And they look like, you know, who knows if they have antenna or if they're green or whatever. Right. Like, I didn't get a good look at them. I saw them on the news, like, coming out of a, <laughs> a wormhole. And, like, some of them were giant, looked like giant metal whales. So I don't know what an evil alien True. looks like versus a good alien. Um, and that's yeah, just your just, baseline. Yeah. And then, like... Later on, a purple alien comes and snaps every half of everyone in existence. So, yeah, there's a lot to be scared about, actually. 
So you're saying like from the perspective of Kevin Bacon or from the perspective of these cops? I was like the they should have Kevin Bacon, like uh, who are these these guys? And I'd be like, oh, aren't these like some of the people who helped save the world back when Thanos snapped? Mm. But then I started realizing you're right. Like who they really would never have seen them because there was no new. They're way upstate New York. There was no news there. It all happened. Nobody saw a video of it. Yeah. And then it left right after. So there was no clips afterwards of them being interviewed or talked to or like people like, you know, people like all the other earthly beings, mm-hmm. Sam Wilson, all them. I'm sure everyone knows who they are because they went through the whole we didn't see it, but I'm sure they must have been on talk shows and talked to by the news. Oh, you saved the world. No, yeah. some of the ones. So like you see that Sam like is kind of known. Like yeah. in, in Winter Soldier, he tries to get the loan and gets turned down. And even if they're known, though, if like if I'm if I'm sitting at home and I'm watching Santa conquers the Martians, and <laughs> there's a ding dong, and then I look at my little <laughs> thing, and and it's Captain America, and I don't know, Rhodey, like yeah, like humans that I recognize, and like oh, these are definitely heroes. But they're drunk and they're like, hey, we want to come over, Kevin Bacon, we need to bring you to another planet. They're like, uh, well, thanks, Captain America, but no thanks. And then yep. if I see Captain America's shield busting down my wall and chasing you around my house, all bets are off. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're going to run. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. I get it. Now, when you think about it logically, yeah, you're right. You, no matter who they are, you're still going to be like, these fuckers, they're breaking through my house and trying to get me. <laughs> And you don't Bring know what powers they have. They're no trespassing. Though. They're stealing my lawn decorations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you want to get Peter a gift that he'll love or a funny little man? <laughs> <Jackson>. <laughs> funny little man. It's just how the way he thinks about it is so funny. <laughs> Some of the joke deliveries in this were superb. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's the, it's the honesty. It's the it's the complete earnestness. Like everybody in the Guardians, they they don't they're not. It seems like none of them are capable of deception. Do you know what I mean? Like no, totally, yeah. Rocket, Rocket <laughs> will just tell you, "I'm gonna take your I'm gonna take your prosthetic arm." Like I want it, probably, so I'm taking it. Like probably Gamora is the most logical and straightforward, intelligent, mm. normal thing entity of the group and she's not even really in the group anymore oh in terms of intelligence yeah 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 nebula nebula is kind of smart too and like is always lamenting yeah. the fact that everyone else is a bunch of idiots uh. yeah but she's so like uh uh monotone and straightforward that she almost gamora is probably i feel the most normal personality being on the sh- in the group i don't yeah. know you know because <laughs> peter's stupid Yes, Peter's an idiot. Peter lies all the time um, and tries to get away with it. But, like, Drax Drax literally can't lie. Um, Peter's stupid, though. He did come up with that plan in Infinity War, which would have worked if he then didn't ruin it with his stupidity after. Well, more because he couldn't control his emotions. Yeah. But... No, yeah, look, so, look, every, the, I, these are all geniuses. Like, like Rocket yeah. says at some point, you know, he says, like, to Tony, you're only a genius on Earth. Like, Rocket is capable of building things on the level of to- Tony Stark oh, casually. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not an effort for him as long as he yeah. has the parts. Um, but he's still a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? His social abilities suck. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but but I'm more talking about their their ability to lie or deceive. Like Drax, impossible. Mantis, I don't think like she, because she's so emotional and like tied to other people's emotions, is more interested in the truth and like you know generally yeah. goes with. And she's just very earnest. Um, Rocket just doesn't care about lying to you. It's just like no, I'm going to tell you exactly yeah. what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it anyway, and you're not going to stop me because I'm going to get away with it. So fuck you. <laughs> Um, and then Groot, I don't know. Can Groot lie? Is Groot completely deceptive? I don't think there's enough to know, but nah, Groot don't lie. He's too cool. He's too, Groot's a good guy. Yeah. Nebula, I think that like a lie would make her angry. So she wouldn't lie herself. Yeah. 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 I don't think she, she would. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you for staying tuned to my ranking of the Guardians as liars. Um, <laughs> the ranking of liars? Thank you. <laughs> um, what about, let's, let's not leave out Craglin. Is Craglin a good liar or a bad liar? <laughs> uh, see, again, I forgot about Craglin. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> He's, I think Craglin's just kind of the more innocent, like, yeah. goofy one. I think he's down. I, I mean, I don't think he'd lie. We I don't, don't think so either. But I don't see him as a liar. Mm-hmm. He seems more of your nice guy. I think Craglin, once we get to see him more of him, I'll really like him. Yeah. I think Craglin would lie if like the captain told him to, but he'd be very uncomfortable yeah. about it. And we would visibly see him flop sweating and like <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's innocent. Ordinary, so I'd see him, you know, just whatever the boss wants. He's in- innocent. <laughs> he has murdered a lot of people, but yeah, he's an he's an innocent. He's a sweet, he's a sweet alien. He's a sweet boy. <laughs> he is. We love Craglin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, do. so they they kick the ass of these cops. They kick the shit out of them. Yeah. Drax just flips the car. I genuinely <laughs> thought they died, like some of them died, which I like, thought was a little bit dark. I know. Uh, and, you, and you just laughs hysterically while flipping the car. Mm-hmm. I love it. And then we get to see also more badass Mantis, which is cool to see her fighting. Like, I've never yeah. really seen that. She's cool. She incorporates her s- sleeping into her, like, cool jumping kicking and yeah oh, yeah that's awesome. the move that's the move and she yeah she's surrounded and she like kicks two of their ass and then just grabs less sleep yeah, I, was, was um, I was both <laughs> impressed and and even more terrified of her when she did that mm-hmm. oh yeah that's Some a great girl. move um that so yeah they they win of course they get uh they get kevin bacon onto their ship and <laughs> uh through they're they're explaining the plan to him and um he's <laughs> and they're talking about how like he's the only one that can that can save christmas because you know he's the earth's greatest hero he's done all these incredible yeah. feats and they're describing them to him and he's like oh yeah that movie i was in sure yeah and yeah, yeah. You find out he's an actor and mantis is like but actors are repugnant <laughs> she starts driving i love it oh fantastic uh, <laughs> Drax is just like we hate you. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. This earnestness. This we can't hide our emotions. We can't lie. Oh my god! It, it is so funny. It's just the way they deliver those outrageous <laughs> lines. So fucking, so fucking brilliantly. <laughs> And this is one of those things that, like, it's why the Guardians work so well. They they yeah. bicker constantly. They hardly ever agree on, like, a plan. But 
There's certain things that every single one of them is on board with. Like actors are repugnant. Every one of them feels that way, except maybe Quill. But like later on, like Nebula has the be- one of the best lines in the whole thing, where she's just like, "Huh? At the very I guess end. all actors aren't complete pieces of shit." <laughs> like I love how, like you said, they all just have this thought that actors are pieces of shit. Yep. Why? I don't know, but they all just are along with it. <laughs> they seem to all have arrived at that conclusion individually, and they all agree on it. It's just awesome. fantastic. It really um, is. And uh, the next thing I wrote down, I forget where this comes in, but the Smashing Pumpkins Christmas Time is the music cue. Um, yeah, that was a, that's a good one, too. I never knew that yep. they did a song, but I dig it. And this is, I guess they get back to nowhere because I wrote down, um, they, there's this cool, like, somebody made a junk statue, Frosty the Snowman. And mm-hmm. um, I think I yada yada over a lot here, actually. Yes, I yada yada over the whole entire Kevin Bacon coming out of the box thing. So we got to cover that. So uh, they, they get there. <laughs> they're like, hey, Peter Quill, we have a surprise for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a box. They just wheel him out. <laughs> Groot specifically wheels him out. That comes in, we we have to mention. It's Groot I that wheels that. him out. I love the scene actually when they show Peter, he's just kind of eating sad and Groot yeah. like he's like <laughs> like runs. It was so it was so great. Yeah, though you meant that's that is a thing. That really is a thing that that always gets me in movies and stuff. Like especially if it's like Christmas and you show just a, a sad guy sitting yeah. eating a meal by himself, or like you just put something about the act of eating, like showing yeah. somebody eating alone, is just so so sad it is. to me. It is. Yeah, um, and then when you know that you got this little cute little group looking because they know they're going to cheer him up with a fun gift and he's trying to get his attention mm-hmm. and he sees you and then run. It just was a, it was a great little wholesome scene. I, I liked that a lot. Yeah. Um, and then Groot, Groot specifically wheels out the box and sets it down <laughs> and uh, Kevin Bacon comes out of it. He's still like very euphoric. He's kind of taking this all in. He's like, Oh my God, this is, this is amazing. This is the best way to spend Christmas. And Peter immediately is like, uh, Mantis, take him out of the trance. What are you doing to this poor, poor yes. man? Um, yep. and yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I can't believe they did this. This is so awful. Groot's sitting there like, Oh my God, Groot. Oh, <laughs> he's looking Groot. in the background like, <laughs> oof. Can you even get just shaking his head disapprovingly? And then he's like, I saw you wheel out the box, Groot. And he's like, Oh yeah, you got me. <laughs> Yes, I uh, love to one of the first things Kevin Bacon is like, "Oh my God, a talking raccoon!" <laughs> no, <laughs> just, you fuck, <laughs> jumps at him. I yeah, love he's like, he's "We're not gonna hurt you. We're not gonna. Uh, everything's fine." Oh my God, a talking raccoon! I'm gonna kill you! I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> yes, yes, sure. Oh man, calm down, man. Ah <laughs> 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 uh, oh, man, that was good. Rocket is the best character in the MCU. Fight me on it, but oh, he's up there. My- they use they've they've always done this. They've always nailed this. It's just you got to use the right amount of Rocket. Yeah, you know? absolutely, and they do. Yeah, it's perfect. There, and there, Bradley Cooper does some great. Like he really does. There's a threshold on that character where it's like, okay, that's a little too much cilantro. Like that's <laughs> a little too much pepper. Um, 
And and it's and it's not a high threshold. Like I'm, I, a whole entire rocket movie. As much as I would buy tickets to it, it'd be entertaining. It's not yeah. what you want. You want him. No. You want him being a foil for everybody else. And, he, he's a perfect supporting character. Mm-hmm. He, and uh, and he. <laughs> We get such a huge payoff with Rocket in this movie. Yes. Uh, Which I still kind of want to know what the repercussions of that gift are to the MCU in general. My God, yes. Um, (laughs) We're going to get to that. No no spoilers, but uh, you know that I've got um, three big questions. Oh, yes, of course. Um, But yeah, they they have this little montage of people giving each other gifts. Uh, So Nebula gives Rocket a a huge gift and he opens it and it's it's, uh, Bucky Fox's arm. He finally got that arm. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I'll get that arm. <laughs> Cosmo Cosmo runs over. Cosmo is in the spirit of Christmas and gives Craglin a half-eaten space rat. Uh, it's very thoughtful. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, uh, really. Got and then, and then Groot gives out some gifts. Um, I wrote these down because I liked, I loved every one of these. They were like these little tableaus of the movie that we just watched that Groot has carved mm-hmm. for everybody. And he gives uh, to Mantis... Um, it's one, it's the beginning of the movie. It's Nebula, Drax, and uh, Mantis, and Kraglin all standing on that balcony, like, looking down mm-hmm. and everything, like, coming up with scene. a plan. Um, mm-hmm. He gives Quill a diorama of Drax and Mantis chasing Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> to Drax, he gives a diorama of him flipping the cop car. Um, Nebula gets one of K-Bakes popping out of the gift box. Uh, Craglin gets, uh, oh, Craglin's is the best one. It's an infinite, infinite Craglin's holding a carving of Craglin, holding a carving of Craglin. It's perfect. I forgot that Peter gave Groot a Game Boy, too. Peter gave Groot a Game Boy. Oh, yeah, the classic Game Boy. That's right. Because we see him playing with, like, the tiger, like, handheld electronic toys in the previous movie, like, to the point where it's like, does he break it? I think he breaks it in the movie. He might have. It gets I broken. I can't remember exactly the scene, but I think it got... <sighs> either way, this is... it's it, Either it way, it's an upgrade back in the system. But yeah, um, but, yeah, you, but yeah. And it's a very, very nice Christmas gift, because you can't really get those is. anymore, especially if you're not even on planet Earth. Yeah. He must have had it in, like, his bag or something. Like, he, mu- or he must have had it. Like, like his Walkman like, and headphones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just, like, one of the things that he, yeah... Um, that again, like that makes it all the more like no joke, like precious of a gift. Yeah, because it was give it away. One of his yeah. most prized possessions, like you know that, like he brought Absolutely. to the hospital when he was spending time with his mom. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and what else? Nebula. I I forget what prompts this line, but when she's like, "Wow, I guess all actors aren't complete pieces of shit." Um. Uh. It's something that Kevin Bacon does. Yeah, it's, it's something Kevin and Peter are talking. He says, does something nice. I forget. Dude, I just watched it before we did this, too. I forgot. But Yeah. But well, yeah. at some point. Uh, and then tells the go, she tells Nebula to go get, you can't outrun me, Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah, right before that moment, that was great, too. When he's like, he's like uh, looking around. He's like, Kevin Bacon, you got to stay with me. Like, you're safe. We're fine. He's yeah. like, don't, you're not going to run, are you? He's like, no. And then immediately takes <laughs> off running. Uh, go get Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, 
Yeah, and so they get they you know convince uh, Craglin's gonna gonna bring him back to Earth, and then he just call casually calls his wife Kara Sedgwick, um, and like how, how uh, he's like how do you how do you get cell cell reception up here? My first thought, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's but like, hey, honey, they get, they got universal uh, galaxy wide satellites that yeah why not yeah (laughs) why not sure (laughs) i mean we have talking raccoons let's just do (laughs) we have a talking tree it's yeah (laughs) uh and then and he's like honey um yeah you know there's some people here that that really need to learn the the meaning of christmas so is it okay if i'm a little bit late she's like Uh, yeah honey you're kevin bacon you got to save christmas on other planets um and he does by playing a beautiful song. <laughs> he does. He plays with the, the uh, old 97s. And um, uh, Mantis tells Quill that uh, he's actually her her sister, which she knew, she knew in Guardians too, right? Like we, fi- we see her find out that information and like no, decide to keep it to herself. No, we didn't know ever. Huh. I don't think. I, there's no. a re- like. They I had this very yeah. small hint of when he was showing all the women that he went and met that one of them was like, yeah. her but it was never said. It was kind of like an Easter egg. I that think one of that, them was her what? that down the road, she was going to be his sister, but it wasn't told in that movie. Okay. I don't think I haven't seen it in a while, but I don't think so. I think we literally found that out in this. Huh? Cause for some reason when she said it, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we knew that. Or like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, Because she says that the ego, like, found her and, like, took and took her in. Right. He, like, put him to sleep or whatever. But I don't, they never mentioned that she was his daughter. I'll have to watch it again. I wonder, I wonder if they dropped any clues or, or. There may have been clues or hints, but this would have been the first thing where they flat out said it. Yeah. Either way, um, I love. For you know, the holiday special, that's an important thing. You kind of, Oh yeah. People are going to be like, Oh, what? When they see Gallant. Well, like I said, I think they alluded to it, but yeah, we'll Well, see. It's it's one of those things. It doesn't change the relationship and in a, um, it doesn't change the dynamic of their relationship. And it it makes, it solidifies the relationship more. Absolutely. It makes it more special play though. And I feel like that could come into play in the story, something to do with them both being part celestial, so yeah. that might be something that you may come into play in the third movie. I don't know how or why, but it just could be important. But it's not it's not a reveal like Luke and Leia are sisters and whoops, no, that's awkward no. now because <laughs> not that out of the blue. But um, <laughs> no. Yeah, or it's and it's not like they they you know previously established any sort of romantic yeah. thing between them. So, um, but I I love uh, Chris Pratt's reaction to it. I, it's really oh, it's beautiful. Awesome. He just is like that's the greatest Christmas gift anyone ever could have given me. Mm-hmm. Right yeah, my sister. Especially after that, the Kevin Bacon gift kind of was a bust because <laughs> mm-hmm. he was like, "You stole a human being, human <laughs> 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 <Still been> trafficking." <laughs> oh yeah. man! So it was nice to see how appreciative he was of like that real gift that was really mm-hmm. meant something. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's not something material, you know, it's not, um, nor she even intended it to be something that, but how like he really was, how important it was that he actually still has family, mm-hmm. you know? So that was, that was good. It was yeah. Good. Um, 
and the, the they bring back the the animation again. There's uh, uh, Craglin says something about like how again about how Yandu hates Christmas or ruined Christmas, and Peter's like, oh, I don't think you, I don't think you knew the end of. I don't think Craglin knew the ending of that story. Yeah, uh, and we cut to Yandu. Um, after they've trashed all the Christmas stuff, Yandu comes in by himself and he opens his gift uh, from Quill. And it's this little a- green alien doll. Kind of looks like Baby Yoda a little yeah. bit. Yeah, But um, it's the same little thing he has on his console in like first movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so then, nice. and then we see the gift that... So then he decides to give uh, Peter a gift and it's the double blasters that P- that Peter... Like Peter's iconic weapon. Yeah. Um, it was really nice. It was, it good was to see really nice. How deep he might be a hard ass, but Michael Rooker. It's I was I was so sad when he died. Guardians two. It's it, that was the biggest loss in the MCU for me. Honestly, Yandu is a yeah. beautiful character. His character was great. The actor who played him was great. I love his power with the web, with the whistling and and the arrow. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a great character. It was awesome. May not have been your father, boy, but I was your daddy. Damn right. It's beautiful. Uh, and then we get a post credit scene of uh, Groot as a Christmas tree. Yeah. It was fun, fun little, fun little kicker. Nothing yeah. special. It said something about, we'll have to do another special now because he like dropped the lights. Like, we'll yeah. have to do <laughs> <laughs> you think we're going to get a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special volume two next year? No. I don't think so either. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I, I would watch it. I hope we do, but we won't. Absolutely, uh, I hope that they do more of these type of things uh, with different characters. I, I think it's a great little fun thing to do. You can film it while you're filming another sequel or movie, or mm. it's they really, it's really, it was a great, funny, feel good little story that was not heavy. There mm-hmm. wasn't much to it, but it was perfect for a Christmas, especially so you can sit down and watch it and enjoy it, laugh, but mm-hmm. nothing crazy. I thought it was real. It really was great. It was perfect guardians of the galaxy for that small Christmas. It was just, per- it was perfect. Fits right in with their characters and loved it. How would you rank this uh, with the, um, the other uh, holiday TV special that the MCU has put out? And if I have to name it, I think that gives me my answer. Werewolf by Night? No. What's was Werewolf other? by Night technically like a holiday thing? Was it? It Christmas wasn't a holiday time? thing. One of these special presentations, the similar like forty-five minute to an hour long. Oh no, no, I'm saying this is specifically uh, holiday themed. Um, it's a okay. it's a TV only, like a Disney Plus only release. And what do Hawkeye? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, that 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 tells me right away. Like if you don't if it doesn't stand out in your mind that much, I literally then... forgot all about Hawkeye. Yeah. One and two, this blows Hawkeye out of the water. It blows Hawkeye out of the water. Uh, Hawkeye Hawkeye is is not bad, though. It's um, it, it's actually pretty decent. Uh, I, I went back and watched a few episodes. Yelena is is carrying a lot of weight in it. Yeah, um, there's some cool like that cool scene with the blip where she goes yeah. and then comes back that's there's some there's definitely cool shit in it um but eh, i didn't i watched it once yeah pretty much other show i've seen multiple times through the ones i really like Mm -hmm. miss marvel and hawkeye i've seen once but miss marvel is way better than hawkeye i think uh yeah yeah and this was 
stylistic thing to it that's really good. It's well written and it's her family is really funny and and, and her story I think is going to play greatly into the whole Kang dynasty and mm. I don't want to give anything away but <laughs> yeah, this um this this is head and shoulders the best uh I think TV special that they've released. Yeah. I um, did like it better than Werewolf by Night too. Yeah. Um, I guess TV special out of two, but, but yeah, it's, uh, it, blo- it blows Hawk out of the water. Um, again, also because it does what it needs to do in 40 minutes and, yeah. uh, Hawkeye yeah. is like every episode is like 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, you gotta take it for what it is too. I was thinking earlier that like ranking all the phase four stuff, but it's hard for me to rank something as small as this with everything else. Like, mm. uh, I mean, you know, like it's hard for me to rank like the mo- like No Way Home and Eternals and Multiverse of Madness and then Guardians Holiday Special. Holiday Special is fucking great, but it's, it's such a small dose compared to something where you're getting a huge story that I'm, is much more in. I don't know. Sure, sure. Well, I think I agree with you, except I do think it's I think it easily ranks higher than some of the stuff we've seen in phase four. It, like, it, it does. But then there's a movie like Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. which I like a lot, but it's got some flaws. But I'd mm-hmm. still probably put it above the holiday special just because of how big it is and how much more important it is of a story to the overall arc. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Multiverse yeah. is definitely more important. I I would easily rank this higher. I think yeah, it was it, better. It's better. It is better. I, I enjoyed it, it more. But it's hard for me to rank something smaller with something so more more grandiose. I, I don't know. Watch, that, I could watch it three I, times I, in the runtime of Multiverse if, Madness. If you take what each one was trying to do, Holiday Special nailed it way more. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you like Multiverse of Madness? I liked it. Uh, I I was um, I was disappointed with it. I was disappointed with it, like not in a profound way, but it was. I was more excited for it being a Sam Raimi movie than a Marvel movie, and the moments when it was a Sam Raimi movie, I loved it. Uh, I thought yeah. it was beautiful, amazing, um, had a unique tone, but the moments when it had to be an MCU movie, I was like, ah, just, just, just give Sam sure. Raimi some more freedom. Just give him. Exactly. Yeah. Should just, if you're going to let it be a Sam Raimi movie, just let it be a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. But you see his influence throughout it very greatly, which was cool to see yeah. like a lot of style and shots and creepy. It was, it was cool. But, but I, I could just easily say that I liked this more. It's just an easy answer. Yeah. Like this was just so enjoyable. It it had it didn't it didn't I agree. bum me out in any way. It didn't it didn't set up my expectations <laughs> and and disappoint them in any way. That's so. another thing too. Going into it, the expectations were low, mm-hmm. so you weren't thinking it was going to be. Uh, they really hyped Multiverse Madness into this big thing, and it was a little like not as big as it was. Kind of like almost. I mean, we saw like two universes i wanted to be hopping through the multiverse like bam bam like we're here we're here we're all over the fucking place but it was you know it was actually a little smaller than what it was made out to be a lot smaller (laughs) did you see um everything everywhere all at once yeah 
better. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like that movie, yeah. that movie spent more time in different multiverses than a movie called Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, it did. That and that movie was fantastic. Yeah, and that the uh, the the dude there who was in it who was who was uh, you know uh, you know D- the Data from the Goonies, he Kai Kwan. Yeah, and, and yeah. from Indiana Jones and yep. Yeah, um, he's in uh, Loki season two. Oh, God, that guy is amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad that he came back to acting. No, and like, now he's getting roles and stuff. Yeah. It's he was he wasn't in shit for what like 25 years or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm coming back, and yeah. came back with a force. And that was that's awesome. I love it. Yeah, he, he deserved he deserves his success for sure. Um, Ryan. Yeah. I've got three really big questions about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, do you have a um, holiday song themed uh, Lose Big Three theme to sing? No. No? Could, no. Could we do something like, um, <laughs> I don't know what Lose Big Three is, but Lose Big Three is here. I don't know what lose big three is, but lose big three is here. Wait, Ryan, can you do, can, okay. Can you do ho, 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 ho. Podcasts are so, podcasting is so weird. Podcasts are so weird. Wait, wait. Ho, 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 ho. (laughs) What was Mm -hmm. the, what was Podcasts are so weird. I don't know what Christmas is. Podcasts are so weird. I'll spice it together. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what podcasts are, but <laughs> podcast time is here. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Anyway, it's yeah. Big Three. Uh, we did it. That was the theme song. You, like, first take. Great job, right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> no rehearsal. <laughs> it was beautiful. Studio magic. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lose Big Three, number one. Ryan, how did Nebula get a hold of Bucky's arm? Wow. I have been trying to figure that out for a long time. I think that, you know, she, she must have somehow figured out how, you know, in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're like, and they figure out how to like tap it right and it just drops off them. Yeah. So maybe her computer brain, when she was involved in the battle, somehow learned how this process is done, went to Bucky at some point. So she must have went to Earth. Maybe when he was sleeping. Maybe he mm-hmm. takes it off when he's sleeping, too, puts it in the case. <laughs> she just went in and snagged it. But I think it was more of a beep, beep, boop, detached it from her body, boxed it, brought it back mm-hmm. to rocket. Interesting. Yeah, it, make, and it makes sense that she could, like, suss out that little trick because, like, she her body kind of works like that. Like, she has right. parts that are probably, like, you, you like, do, 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 and then it detaches. Right. Um, it's so I can she see her easily figuring it out. She literally like comes apart as, you, as you've seen. So mm-hmm. I know the robotic disconnect locations that we're but, not free to. <laughs> but you don't you don't think it was a thing where she's like, like, I'm gonna fight you, I'm gonna beat you, and I'm gonna take your arm. It was like she waited until he wouldn't notice and just yeah. just burgled I it. Think, I don't think she would after what she, her character development, I don't think she would just go in and beat him up. Mm-hmm. But I think she knows her friend wanted it. Um, I think that she knows that Bucky's got some connections with Wakanda, with mm-hmm. now uh, the Thunderbolts and Val and stuff. 
he probably has connections to get himself a new arm. So she's like, I need to help my buddy out. He wants this arm. It means a lot to him. He's been trying to get an arm since like the first movie. And then he was trying to get a leg and there was a lot of things he needed. <laughs> and then he got an eyeball, had to give that to Thor. So it's like, <laughs> he's never really gotten what he wants. <laughs> so, you know, it was important. So she went down, she disconnected it and she got it. All right. All right. Do you think there's a possibility that it was like, like she, uh, I was going to say like she seduced him and like, yeah. They hooked it's up and, and she like disappeared yeah. in the morning with the arm. They were doing the old horizontal monkey dance. And he's like, hey, let me just, I, let me just take this thing off for a second. It's getting in the way. Or, or she like waited till he was sleeping after uh, a good relief and mm. uh, took it. Hmm. E- either way, she did something. She did something sneaky. I yeah. think it was, I don't think it was a fight though. It was mm. something and it's and it's something we have they have to acknowledge as much because the next time they show Bucky Barnes, they have to acknowledge like that this happened that he Absolutely. that he either gets his arm back or he gets a new arm, but like they have to acknowledge like yeah, Nebula took my what last one. Maybe maybe it was a, a backup one. Like he's from got Wakanda. a spare arm. <laughs> Although I would feel be harder for her to get it from Wakanda than from Bucky. So yes, yeah, yeah. but because. Yeah. At the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, doesn't the Dora Milaje woman shows up and doesn't she like tell him like we want the arm back? That's our technology. Like you don't deserve it. Yeah, and that's and, where they're fighting, and she does like this move, and it just falls off. Yeah, but they ultimately they let him keep it. Uh yes, he has it back at the end because that was like at the end of the show. I think that was like was that the second last or last episode? But yeah. at the end, of the show, he has the arm back. Yes. Yeah. So they had uh, to lucky. Well, hopefully we'll find out. But um, I, I, I hope that it is addressed. You bring, you make something like that happen. You have to address it later. Yeah. It just, you it's, have to. it's an iconic. Um, the arm itself is like an icon. It's almost a character yeah. itself in the MCU. Yeah. So they're they're not going to lose track of that. They're gonna they're gonna yeah. ta- tell us what happened at some point. Um, lose lose big three number two. The gifts that Groot gave everybody that we talked about, did he carve those from himself? Oh, wow. That is, that's deep. I guess, yeah, he had to have. Were there any other trees on nowhere? I don't think so. And do you want to hear my theory? Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> um, Groot, we've seen Groot get destroyed at the at the at the end of the first Garden, Guardians of the Galaxy. He uses his body to protect everybody, and uh, from the power the power stone like destroying everything, and he yeah. gets uh, destroyed, turned into splinters. Rocket keeps one of those splinters, and it grows into a full Groot. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about this. Is that like Groot? They've talked about Groot as I think the last of his species or the only one of his species. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, why doesn't he just take splinters of himself and like plant them and then make a bunch more Groots? And I don't think it works that way, but I do think, and none of this is based on anything like science, <laughs> A, or B, anything that I actually know. Um, yeah. it's, just a, it's just a theory. So I think the way it works is there's like a central Groot. And if the if Groot dies, then any detached piece of him can then 
be the Regrow. central group, but they're going to only be one central group. Right. Um, so that I makes- think him making these gifts for his friends is both a thoughtful thing and also a contingency plan <laughs> for the future. <laughs> if he ever gets destroyed again, he, he can be like, well, <laughs> one of my five friends uh, has a piece of yeah. me. Just stick it in some dirt and I'll regrow. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they, or maybe he can take pieces, splinters of himself and grow more pieces of body, but they're not going to be sentient because his soul is in that. So maybe he can grow the wood or the piece, carve it what he needs to. Well, he definitely can. That's how he made Stormbreaker's um, handle, right? He just extended his arm, chopped a bit of it off, and he's not missing it. Like, it's not like that diminished him to, you know, chop off that piece of himself. Yeah, yep. Very true. I didn't even yeah. think about that. Basically, Groot is magic. Like that's what we have to come yeah. to accept. Like he's <laughs> there is no science. It's all just space magic at the end of the day. Yeah. Whatever they <laughs> does. All yeah. Right. <laughs> um. All right. Lose big three. Number three. Ryan. Yeah. Com- complete this sentence. All I want for Christmas is blanks, blank, and the prompt for it is, um somebody's apostrophe s whatever so like for example bucky's arm all i want for christmas is cap's shield um so something from yeah go ahead if you have an answer go ahead all i want for christmas is tony stark's suit nice (laughs) nice yeah absolutely give me one of those roadie got one why why the fuck (laughs) can't i pepper got one (laughs) Or, yeah, like, he just picks and chooses who gets one. Not anymore. Uh, um, now everyone in Wakanda um, forever. There's just suits. People yeah, just well, she, she just built one. <laughs> she just, I guess, got, like, reverse engineered the blueprints and was like, oh, I can figure this out. But Riri? Riri Williams, yeah. And then the Dora Milaje are in suits. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we should just tone down the suits. <laughs> but you still want one? I still want one. I mean, if everyone else is fucking getting one, I want one. That's fair. So I, I know that those aren't necessarily Tony's suits, the one that the ones that the Dora Milaje are, but they're like Riri style suits, right? Yeah. With, but but I, but I think like I think that answer is is how I would word it. Iron Man's suit, like that's yeah the, yeah yeah. Cool. I want his, specifically the nanotech suit. Oh yeah. That, that i mean he actually a hoodie with a little chest plate that you tap uh, and then it <laughs> and he's just like nanotech you like it uh, <laughs> I yeah love i would oh, yeah. i would even settle for just like in uh civil war when he only has the the hand and he like stops yeah. a bullet with just the hand i would if i could only have that cool whatever yeah I that's awesome or i mean a whole suit after He's just like puts his finger in the hole. And he's like, mm. <laughs> like slides down into the suit. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, um, and suit up scenes are some of the best things in the and how they progress through the series. I love it. Yeah. Iron Man's coolest thing. I definitely need one of those. Even in the first one, like the first one, when he's in his lab and he like steps into the boots and like puts <laughs> his arm. Even that's cool. Like the prototype and, and version of it. Avengers when he like lands on the roof and walks down the steps and it slowly uh, takes the. That's the coolest. I love that. That is very cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Or when, man, this is just, we love Tony Suits. This is when, <laughs> in Iron Man 2, when he's, like, on the racetrack and the, the pieces are just yeah. flying to him. It's so cool. Yep. I love um, it. 
I, I mean, I, I came up with the question, so of course I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think <laughs> I have the right answer. Do it. All I want for Christmas is Thanos' Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> oh, God. Of course. <laughs> that is definitely the full of stones, preferably. Yes. 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 <laughs> of course. Yeah, you got, you got the whole power of the world there, or the universe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, great. Those were, um, those were my big three questions and that was, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So we only got one more thing to talk about, which is Ryan, if we, uh, recast the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special with Danny DeVito and Whoopi Goldberg, (laughs) who are we replacing and how does it improve the holiday special? I honestly think Danny DeVito is is kind of fits Rocket and his personality, his size. He's a little man, a little old raccoon. Okay. He actually, I could actually see Danny DeVito doing that voice. Yeah. So you know what? Danny DeVito is Rocket. All right. As the voice of Rocket, or like just straight up, like Danny DeVito I, with like a raccoon mask. They like actually little- get Danny DeVito in with just a little like the like like the Mario suit. He's just have a little tail. Yeah. I w- and I want him to be wearing like like a rocket raccoon Halloween mask that you bought at like Spirit Halloween. Yes, <laughs> one of the ones, the plastic ones with the hole and just the yeah. elastic. <laughs> like like the level of quality when, on WandaVision when they're in their Halloween cut version of their costumes. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, Whoopi, Whoopi! Wow, I'm always conf- I'm always I'm always boggled with Whoopi. Maybe Whoopi could come in and make a special cameo appearance as Santa Claus, you know? Okay. Yeah. You know, I think she'd be nice. She'd work out. It'd be beautiful. Okay. I could see that. What, what, do, you, what do you think for Whoopi? Uh, DeVito, I 100% agree. I have no changes <laughs> to yes. that one. Whoopi, um, my first thought is, like, maybe, maybe they're kidnapping Whoopi instead of Kevin. But it doesn't work because they're, they haven't, like... <laughs> previously established all this lore uh like they did with kevin bacon um yeah her like just showing up as like the real santa claus would be fun yeah yeah Yeah, fun little cameo i think think that's my answer presence yeah it's it's a beautiful thing yep she's probably busy though filming sister act three so yes got it right (laughs) back in the habit again Uh, all right. Well, Ryan, did we forget anything? Did I leave anything out? Or is that everything we have to say about uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special? Thoroughly, I think we thoroughly covered that. And we went off on many tangents and covered other, other things. So yeah. that was good. Cool. That was nice. Um, well, thanks for sticking with us. We uh, hope you have a wonderful holiday. Um, yeah. Even if it's not the, the one that's preferred by this movie. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, you know, have a, have a happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, uh, yep. Diwali, happy Diwali, uh, mm-hmm. celebrate Diwali, or whatever, ho- whatever holidays if you celebrate, um, Festivus. And a happy new year. And a happy new year. <laughs> yeah. Right, bye, everybody. Bye. See you next time. What? That's just crazy cool. If we can get through Theodore Rex, mm. we can get through 2020. We need people to write in with hate mail. Not only that, he like buried him in a ditch and then covered him in all of his like dookie goo. Take that, you cocky bastard! And that whale he lets out like. <laughs> 
What's the deal with these super soldiers? I'm telling you, man, it's it's Val. Val. Val is the power broker, Val. Val. Godzilla just sent a telepathic message. 